Hi, voice teachers. Today's podcast, all about repertoire. I'm talking to my good friend, Anne Barnshaw. She's got years of experience working with singers of all ages. She's got some great ideas, and we're really going to tackle that challenge of assigning great songs for your singers. Welcome to the Full Voice Podcast, resources for private, classroom, and choral music programs. And here's your host, Nikki Loney. So I am with my one of my best friends, uh, Annie Barnshaw, today, and uh, we're in my basement. So Annie's probably one of the only people I would actually trust to come into my basement because it looks like it was raided by pirates. We're talking about repertoire, um, age-appropriate repertoire, finding repertoire, the challenges of repertoire, and the reason that I've asked you, Annie Barnshaw, mm-hmm. to come here today, you have been working with singers for a very long time. Now, you're a piano teacher. I'm a piano teacher and voice coach. Voice coach. And you have been working in community theater and musical theater for... Uh, 25 years, actually. So wow. community, professional, summer stock theater for 25 years and voice coaching for probably 15 of that, I think. And you're also teaching at Sheridan College in the I music do. department. I do. I work as a voice coach there and an accompanist for some of the classes. Nice. We're this is gonna be a really honest podcast. We're just okay. we're we're just gonna just lay it down. Yes. Because we both I mean, we've been actually sitting together sometimes <laughs> watching really uncomfortable performances where a singer has chosen just bad a bad choice. Yes. And 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 you just feel bad for them. And and I want I want people to be a little more uh, just kind of make better choices. Right. And, um, so here's my first question for you. How often, in your opinion, do people just pick the wrong repertoire? They pick the wrong song for them. I would I would say most of the time, or probably at least 70% of the time, they're picking songs that they really shouldn't be singing at the stage that they're at. Okay, so I want you to expand on that. There's a lot of reasons, so... Yeah, there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons why people choose the wrong songs, and there's a lot of reasons why they're wrong for them. Okay. So, you know, it's as teachers, as educators, it's our responsibility, I think, to sort of help to guide our students towards appropriate repertoire. That's the one word that you're going to have me say, you're going to hear me say many, many times over the, the, the course of the podcast. So appropriate. Appropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, as a teacher, as an accompanist, as a coach, it's my responsibility to guide them towards making good choices. Sometimes, and I'm sure you've experienced this mm-hmm. too, you have a singer who comes to you who's 10 years old and wants to sing Bring Him Home from Les <laughs> Mis. So, yes. now, it's not to say, no, you can't do it. It's maybe not right now. Well, sometimes I'll say this is fine for an exercise, but exactly. you're not performing. Exactly, for training it. purposes. Yeah. I th- and I think, I think that's okay. Would I want to see a 10-year-old get up on stage and sing Bring Him Home? Yeah, probably not. Weird, yeah. Yeah, like there was that one incident at that one music festival. Okay, so we have to talk about We that. do have to talk about All right, that. so it was really early in the morning. It was at the local music festival, and it was a musical theater class. Mm-hmm. What was it, like 10 and under or 12 it was, and under? Or I think something? she was 10 years old. And uh, she got up on stage in a cat suit. Oh, 
We're horrible people. Like an actual cat suit. Like an actual cat suit with like the little ears. I think she had a tail. tail. Oh, she had too. a tail. She had a little tail going on. And she sang Memory from Cats. Now, if if anybody, if you're not laughing, if you're not listening to this and chuckling a little bit, uh, let's let's discuss why somebody <laughs> under the age of, I don't know. 55? 55 should never <laughs> sing Memory. Let's let's just if you weren't sure, what's what's the well? It was written for Grizabella, the the glamour cat, but she is an older cat, so really it is written for someone who is in their fifties, right? Or has had a rough forties. <laughs> it's also very very rangy, so it's very low, and then it goes very high. I mean, this little girl actually didn't do a terrible job of singing, and it. it was just that it was just such an inappropriate choice it was a wrong choice and and lyrically too i mean lyrically you know touch me yeah you know like yeah. no you're 10 i'm not touching and you. it was in a church and yes. she had a full-on dance break <gasps> oh it wasn't dance it was gymnastics she did acro she, yeah acro yeah and we, i remember you and i sitting there and what i kept what take keeping an eye on was the adjudicator mm-hmm. and you could tell that the adjudicator was not comfortable Mm -hmm. and I and one of the things that I do when when I'm watching performers is I always keep an eye on the audience Mm -hmm. there was a lot of uncomfortable uncomfortable. people it wasn't just you and I being mean it was it was (laughs) although we do like to do (laughs) Mm, um yeah it it's it's unfortunate and and um uh so I'm still thinking about. We still talk about that. It keeps well, coming. Well, she up. ended the. There was the whole. There was an instrumental break where she right. did her whole routine. At the end of the instrumental break, she ended up doing the splits. And again, this was at a church. Yeah. And so it's like on the front of. I don't know if it's not the altar, but the front of the church. Yeah. And she's the doing altar. the. She's doing the splits. In her cat suit. In her cat suit. With her tail. With her tail. Yeah. So it was. It was. Very uncomfortable and awkward to watch. And I, I think the adjudicator, and like most responsible adjudicators said, you know, you know, you sort of emphasize the positive, like you sang that really well. Perhaps this is a song to put away and bring out when you have a little more life experience. And I, and I think that's it. So, um, like, so again, as educators, it's our responsibility to... Mm to do that but we've always we always have those students that are like no I really want to sing this Mm -hmm. and I mean a lot of the times these singers have you know heard something on YouTube and they're like yeah I really want to sing this song it's really beautiful I really love it or I can connect to it um sometimes they've heard a friend sing it or Mm. you know somebody else has suggested it it's and that's where it's difficult for us I think too to say well to explain why it isn't appropriate so sometimes it's the parents sometimes it's the parents sometimes mom and dad love a song for different reasons Mm -hmm. and nothing would make you happier than to hear your 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 child sing it and yet it's not they're connecting that song with maybe an event in their lives but they're actually Mm -hmm. not listening to the lyrics and going you know i don't know if my kid should sing this so i i know parents often have big influence i've i've had that in my teaching studio where parents have come to me and said we really want her to sing this Mm -hmm. and you have to tread with you know you have to be very respectful because absolutely but you know uh, there's just you kind of have that awkward conversation Mm -hmm. and i you know this is a great song we can maybe sing it in the studio but i don't know about 
performing it. Performing it. So mm-hmm. whether we're using it for festivals or auditions mm. or, um, you know, just if, if it's just for training purposes, then yeah, we can always get, we can always learn from, mm-hmm. you know, lots of different repertoire. Now I have another question for you. So mm-hmm. when you're auditioning people for community theater or, or cause you, you often do like you're the musical director for right. a lot of, a lot of productions yep. locally. How often do you see people come into those auditions with completely bad choices? Yeah, most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. Okay, did everybody hear that? Annie <laughs> says that most of the time the songs are not appropriate. So in ability, age, you know, what what's yes, not appropriate? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, <laughs> All of the above. And I mean, that being said, for community theater, we're basically just trying to get an idea if they can sing. It's always nice to see someone do some homework maybe and say okay I'm auditioning for Oklahoma by Rodgers and Hammerstein so I'm going to choose a song that's maybe also by Rodgers and Hammerstein or in a similar um, style or era so but a lot of people don't know that and and with community theater not as big an issue mm-hmm. uh, it's always a good idea yes if you're doing an audition try and find something that is in the style of the musical that you're auditioning for. Like if you're auditioning for Rent, you don't want to sing Gilbert and Sullivan and mm. vice versa. Right. You know, it's, it's, we're talking operetta versus like rock, rock M- musical. musical. Um, you know, when I have the kids come and audition for Sheridan or if they're auditioning for professional shows, yeah, you want to make sure that they are choosing pieces that are, you know, more suited mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I I have a question. So somebody comes to you for vocal coaching mm-hmm. and they drop a really bad choice. Do mm-hmm. you feel, and they're not necessarily your student, mm-hmm. do you give them some heads up saying this might not be the best or do you let them kind of continue with their choice or how do you handle that? I, you That's know awkward. what? I, it's, it is awkward. It depends on when the audition is. Okay. So if yep. they're coming to me, I have an audition in two days and this is what I'm going to sing. Right, you have no choice. Then I'm going to coach them as best as I can. Um, if they have, if they're, if they're like, oh well, it's between this song or this song A or song B, I'll listen to both of them and say, listen, if they're just going to hear one song, this is your stronger song, and this is a better choice for what you're auditioning for. So again, it's my job too as a coach mm-hmm. then to not to step on any toes, right? Because again, mm-hmm. some of these students, if they've had, like a lot of classical singers and classical teachers don't necessarily have the knowledge of music theater repertoire mm-hmm. and really don't, don't understand mm-hmm. it. So, I mean, that's, that's the advantage to going to a coach as well. Mm-hmm. In addition, not just, you know, your singing teacher can only do so much. And when it comes to musical theater, I mean, I try very hard to keep up with mm-hmm. the latest and greatest, but I'm just, I can't. Yeah. So yeah. do you do you have a hard time keeping up with all the new shows, with all the stuff that comes out? I have to say, actually, it's my students at Sheridan that keep me current. So oh, so they'll bring you the they'll latest bring and in greatest. because because I coach there and they they sign up for coaching with me and they bring in a, you know some new songs and I'm like wow that's you know that's great I never thought of that, mm. um, and also from other other teachers, mm-hmm. um, I played for Nats in the fall and and one of the other one of the students I was playing for brought me a song that she that she was singing that I'd never heard of and I'm like oh, I love this song this is great I'll give you the name of that a little bit later oh awesome a little teaser that's <laughs> I love it my advice to teachers is to do your homework on the musicals right before you give out songs to your students mm-hmm. or um 
if they are bringing a song to you, then then do a little research. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep talking about appropriate. So so we want to talk about is this song appropriate? I ask a lot of questions. I'm and I'll ask my students or my singers questions, right? Because by asking questions, you're getting them to to use their brains, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not just giving them the information. I'm trying to encourage them to 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 discover it. Mm-hmm. So is this song appropriate? Is it appropriate for your age? Mm. Is it appropriate for your voice type, where you are right now in your vocal studies? Is it appropriate for your experience? And that kind of goes hand in hand. Maturity, right? Again, it's it's that thing when you see young girls singing about concepts that you just, they have no clue, right? Mm. Even being in love, like not talking about anything worse than that or more intense than that, but you know, has, has an 11 year old really truly been in love mm-hmm. or had their heart broken, you know? And there's some musical theater shows out now that are very mature. Absolutely. Like very Absolutely. mature and, 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 and deal with very serious issues yeah. that it's hard to expect an 11 or 12 year old to really mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. So, and I know the challenge, especially with, I'm going to say, especially with those tweener girls, mm. they, they want to grow up so quickly and they want to be able to sing these songs that, and they don't want to sing little girly songs. No, they don't. So, and that, that is definitely a challenge. Um, at Sheridan, we always like when we're choosing songs or helping helping the students to pick songs, most of the time we, you know, you wouldn't sing a song if you wouldn't be cast in that role. And that's the rule. It's a, it's a really good guideline. Now it's, it's different if you're doing like a concert or a cabaret production, then, you know, maybe there's a little bit more leeway, but if I wouldn't be cast in this role, I wouldn't be singing this song. Mm. There's a lot of great songs out there that I absolutely love, but I know that I'm either too old or too soprano-y or too white or too, (laughs) you know, There's yeah, two- I, I don't think I can sing um, 16 going on 17. Anymore. No, and I can't sing Old Man River. It's a, <laughs> I know, right? Can you imagine? It's a, or we can't sing Confrontation from Lady Oh, my Lord. Right? As you much know, fun as that would be. You know what? I just had a great idea. I think we should have an evening of inappropriate repertoire selections Ooh, yeah. and, and get all of our professional friends to choose songs that just should not be sung by yeah, that person. Absolutely. And just like, do it I as a fundraiser. Yeah. You, the oh, sun will come up. Oh yeah. my, mm. okay, here's my, before we get into some of your recommendations, mm-hmm. uh, if you ruled the world and you could choose never, ever, 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 ever to hear these selections ever again, what would they be? Well, it definitely would be anything from Annie. Okay. Yeah. Those, those ones I've just like for young, for young, for young voices. Singers, yes. I do have to say I'm really over all the stuff from Les Mis. I, like it's beautiful. When it first came out, everybody was singing it, and mm-hmm. then it sort of died down, and then the movie came out. Thank you, then, Hollywood, yes. And then, again, the music is great. It's just that it is, it's been done. Now, what I am going to say is a lot of students do try and find really obscure pieces as well, and then they're ignoring classic pieces that, that really are fantastic. And there's mm-hmm. a reason why these classic pieces have stood the test of time, like the Rodgers and Hammerstein mm-hmm. and you know, that golden age stuff, the earlier stuff. Mm -hmm. So just because you feel it's been done a lot, you know, don't forget they haven't heard you do it. Mm -hmm. They haven't heard you sing it and perform Mm -hmm. it. So I think that's, that's something too. So, I mean, if you have a little 10 year old girl who can absolutely kill 
tomorrow from Annie and she loves it and she connects to it and she performs it well because we know with music theater singing the notes that's a very small part of it mm -hmm. the more important thing is are you able to communicate what you're singing about because in musicals the reason we burst into song is because we can no longer use mere words to communicate what we're feeling right so we, we have to just start singing mm-hmm and I think, too, as, as educators, I mean, the, the struggle is always to get kids to practice. Oh, well, yeah. So if you choose songs that maybe they are appropriate, maybe it is, like, educationally speaking, the best song that they could possibly learn, but they don't like it, mm -hmm. they're not going to practice yeah, if they, it. if they don't connect to and it. And they're going to make your life miserable. They're going right. to half sing it. They're going to roll their eyes as yeah. they sing it. I think in order to get some of our students to connect to songs that maybe they don't immediately connect to, mm -hmm. have them do some research on the show. Mm. So find out what's what's the show about? Mm -hmm. Who who sings this? Yeah. Why are they singing this? When do they sing this? What happens after they sing this? What happened? Well, what happened to make me sing this? Why right. am I bursting into song? Mm -hmm. What just happened to make me sing? So sometimes it's not that they don't connect to the song; they just don't know. What, Where, what's going on the context of the song um so yeah and then what happens afterwards mm -hmm. am i who am i singing to so that again ask questions get the singers to do their homework mm -hmm. right and again everything is on the internet there's absolutely no excuse right to not oh i didn't know what it was about i didn't know what the show is about no, there's so much music out there there's other there, things there really is and a lot of my suggestions are things that yeah we have heard too but there's the, there's still great choices mm -hmm. um one of my suggestions like the music from rogers and hammerstein cinderella really yeah they're great songs i mean that's the other thing too they're sort of they're concise mm -hmm. i mean in my own little corner if you do the repeat it does get a little bit longer but that's a great acting piece so not only vocally is it set in a really nice range for younger voices but it's a great acting piece and and you can really focus on telling that story and painting great pictures mm -hmm. um a lot of mistakes that that singers make too are choosing songs that are like seven minutes long like we, oh, we don't need that right, right? It's, right. it's too much mm -hmm. it's overkill so yeah so one of my suggestions i love the stuff from cinderella and there's you know like for for boys as well um the other show that i love for songs is is your good man charlie brown oh yeah, yeah. so like the kite for males oh okay uh, what again, age that, that's what age? a changed voice okay yeah yeah so in in the teens it's um Again, like they're great acting pieces, mm -hmm. great great singing pieces, but great acting pieces. Love my new philosophy for, for ladies, is... teen teen ladies. Yeah. Love it. Great acting piece as well. Happiness. One of your students sang that yes. for when she auditioned for me. Yes, that's and a, did I love an absolutely beautiful job. And I I there's a sweetness to that song. Mm -hmm. And vocally, you always want to make sure you're choosing songs that are showing off the best parts of your voice. Right. So if you can't sing. The, oh, I can't sing, really sing the high notes, but everything else is great. Or I can't really, you know, sing the low notes, but it, then it's not sh highlighting the best part of your voice. And you right. always want to make sure that, that you're highlighting the best, mm -hmm. right? Right. Um, also, I think Snoopy is also a really fun song from uh, Your Good Man, Charlie Brown. Okay. That's, that's also, it's fun. It's a great acting piece. Um, younger boys. I, I like uh, Electricity from Billy Elliot. So that, again, that's unchanged voice. Okay. It's not too long either. Uh, you know, that she, requires a 
that vibrant little yes. little firecracker yes. of a singer, though. Like you, yeah, you, absolutely. And we also have to sort of believe that this kid's a ballet dancer. Right. right? <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I was uh, lucky enough to mm. see that in London a couple of years ago. So I have not seen that one. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's a fun show. So there's a couple, almost nearly perfect, or a letter from Charlie Bucket. Again, it's unchanged unchanged voice for boys. I have lots of guy suggestions because mm. I actually I think that's almost harder sometimes. Is I find good I guy would songs. agree. I, and I you have some young sort of unchanged and starting to change voices. Yes. So yes, my our friend Marnie calls it the change of Palooza oh, yeah. when their voices start to change because it changes mm. from week to week. It's like one key will work and then the next week it won't work. Any other any other suggestions off the off, off the top of your head? Yeah. So I guess if we're talking like the younger like sort of that 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 tweener age group, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I just went to see a friend's production of Mary Poppins. There's a lot of great songs oh, in that. Great. Actually, we sort of forget. Feed the Birds is in one of the books, I know. Mm. It's really low. So you're not doing your students any favors if, by giving yeah. them so- songs that where like a G below middle C is going to be, you know, too low and, and not attainable at this. And again, I like to say... Maybe this isn't the best choice for you right now. So it, I'm yeah. not saying no. I'm just saying not right now. Right. Um, Born to Entertain is a really fun song from Ruthless, mm. which and a lot of seen a lot of kids do that at festivals and stuff. One of my favorite all time favorite shows is The Secret Garden. Oh. So the girl I mean to be is right. is lovely. Uh, Round shouldered man is another lovely song for. Uh, you know, young boys again, unchanged voice. Round, round shouldered man. That's from Secret Garden. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's okay. it's lovely. Uh, another one that's super super fun for for kids and for even for teens is Susicle, of course, right? Right. So I love Notice Me Horton. It's possible, cute song mm-hmm. for, for you know boys. for boys. Uh, Anne of Green Gables. I mean, there you go. There's Canadiana right there. Mm-hmm. So gee, I'm glad. But also for for teen boys now, and this is changed voice. It's wondering. And it's short right. too. Yeah. Right. Wizard of Oz. If I only had a brain, that could be. That's a challenging one, but that's a fun yeah, little. Yeah, but it's fun and it's got like you know it's nice and lilty. Uh, one that I actually just stumbled across was from uh, the boy from Oz, actually, oh. and it's called When I Get My Name in Lights, and it's sort of again preteen sort of boy. It's actually it's really cute. Ah. That's another suggestion. I'll I have to gonna, check that out. Yeah. I'm not I'm not familiar with that one. See, this is, yeah. I'm learning stuff. So those are sort of like those are a bunch, and again. A lot of people who are listening might say, oh, yeah, I've given all those before, you know. So mm-hmm. these are just, just a few that I can think of just off the top of my head. No, these are great ideas. I think, uh, I, I know for, I, and I'm speaking for my myself here, I know that it is very easy to kind of keep assigning the same mm-hmm. songs. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, I have this song book and these are the songs in it. And I happen to have this book in my studio, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just stick with that. Like sometimes it's it's that's the challenge is is yeah. I don't have the music. So, um, but I think now with like sites like MusicNotes.com, mm-hmm. yep, and um, and and like any online resources, um, it's it's a lot easier. Like Definitely. remember, you used to have to buy like a fifty dollar book to get like either the score, the or score, you or had to a buy compilation. the vocal, vocal selection. Right. And... So you're you're stuck buying like a fifty dollar book to get this one one piece of music. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. now, you know, I I encourage my families. You know, this is this is 
you can go online now. Let's see if we can get it online. And then they purchase the legal copy, but they're only purchasing one. And it's a lot easier now. Um, But uh, I I also find, too, that sometimes it's just, you know, before... Well, I'm not speaking for everybody here. Before I like to teach a song, I kind of have to know the songs. Oh, absolutely. So sometimes it means just my time sitting in front of the piano with some new music mm-hmm. kind of singing through it so i know the challenges that my students are going to face and yes. that that's the challenge it's time consuming there's no shortcuts like you mm-hmm. can, you know i could listen to it on youtube but i think to really teach something you got to sing through it at least right. once or twice oh absolutely so do you have any other strategies for teachers to just kind of be you know, to find new music, to, to stay on top of it. Well, talk to your colleagues too. Like, you know, reach out to other teachers. And I think that's it. I mean, again, it's part of our job, right? We Mm -hmm. don't just show up and teach our, you know, lesson and then go home or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, kick the kids out. Like part of our, our homework is to do the home, do, do this research Mm -hmm. and, look into new music and so yeah if you have a student it's like I can't find anything that's going to suit this person's voice Mm -hmm. so I mean it's much easier now than you know when we started teaching oh yeah before the internet well keys right now you can buy sheet music in different Mm -hmm. keys Mm -hmm. that that is such a huge right right but like I can't even think of I, I mean I remember back many years ago transposing some some charts by hand by hand yeah i've done that too by hand and it was hours of work hours of Mm -hmm. of taking a chart notating you know both the vocal line and the piano line oh yeah and now it's like okay well what key do i need it g oh there we go i would caution too with with transposing like if you're going to transpose it significantly Mm. you know sometimes we're going to lose the character of the piece right Right. So, so like, for instance, and this is a terrible choice for young singers, so please don't let any of your <laughs> students do this. There's a song called Maybe This Time from Cabaret. It is really, it is written for, like, it's alto. Like, right. So if it's too low, and then all of a sudden you take it into, like, a soprano range. It's not. It, that's it's not what not the, the song. Character. It's not. So, you know, it's one thing to change it sort of. Like a, you know, a, a tone, tone or a semitone. Or, yeah. But, but, I mean, the same example would be, like, taking, like, you know, a soprano role, like Maria from West Side Story, yeah. and then bringing it down to an alto range. Oh, I feel pretty. <laughs> I'm no. not buying it. No. But a tone, semitone, can make a big difference. Absolutely. Semitone can make a huge yeah. difference, especially when you're talking about changing voices. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, even, like, those tweener girls' voices, they're changing, too. That's they're, true. They're, it's just not quite as obvious as... As what our young lads do go through. No, I know. Poor dears. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time. I am so lucky. You, uh, you are my go-to person, and I'm. I know that uh, when my students have an audition, or they're preparing for exams, or or any kind of performance, it's always so great to be able to either shoot you an email or go out to coffee. And thank you for sharing all of this with with everyone today. So I just want to reiterate what you said because this this is huge. Is you from what you see in your day-to-day profession that the majority of singers are picking inappropriate pieces right so as teachers we really need to educate our students and and just help them to understand well and educate ourselves and ourselves right we need to educate ourselves first and then 
be responsible teachers and help to guide our students to towards great choices for mm -hmm. them. And again, sometimes it's not no, it's just not right now. Well, Anne, thank you so much for uh, coming to my basement and to Sean's studio um, and sharing all this wonderful information. I really, really appreciate it. So we are going to share the songs that you've listed today, the songs that we've talked about, it'll be listed on the podcast yes. page so people can, can check that out. Yeah, absolutely. And um, if if people are interested, and I really hope that they do this, um, we've got a blog now uh, where in the comments section we're inviting teachers to to basically put list some of the songs that they've had great success with their young singers with. Yeah, that's a great idea. So it's idea. like a collective thing, and there's already yeah. some great ideas there. All right, thank you. You're that was very welcome. Awesome. You have been listening to the Full Voice Podcast. For more information and free teacher resources, please visit our website at www.thefullvoice.com. Canoemusic.ca. Great stuff. I hope so. So, and I we didn't have to bleep out any swearing. Damn. Oh, there. Now I have to bleep that out. <laughs> Sorry. Otherwise, I have to put an advisory on my iTunes oh, no, feed that there's that. like explicitly. I don't think damn. No. No. You can take that out anyway. <laughs> I just did that just to be candid, but so that because you have to edit it anyway. Oh, Sean has to edit it. Ah, Hi, Sean. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> Thanks so much. This is awesome.